Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up! Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive, deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going, going. The big leagues. Going, going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye. He has done it. He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bats. Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang, zoom, go the fireworks. The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday, because maybe it's always a Wednesday. Patrick Harrison alongside Joseph Fisher the third, Mike Lynch out for the day, so we boys be holding it down. Dude, that lazy bastard. I know. He clearly wanted to do his real job, but had no time for his side action. I did give him a little <clears throat> S earlier. I'm like, I mean, you're gonna be here already. Dude, you start pissing off that mistress, and then she goes to the wife. And then you're going to be in big trouble, man. You got to balance that correctly. It's like, uh, well, I have a flight time. I'm like, well, <clears throat> I know, Mike, but did you not consider that when you booked said flight? Oh, uh, it's on a Wednesday in between 7 and 9. I don't think I have any obligations during that time. Well, and here's exactly what you do. <clears throat> All right. Mike's going to Jersey, Okay. I'm sure he's got a layover somewhere. Whether he's listening right now or not, damn you, Mike. Yeah, highly doubt it. <clears throat> um, what you do is if you got to go somewhere like Jersey, or really you got to go anywhere, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to get that that last red-eye flight, <clears throat> okay? Because you're going to fly. Say you get on the 11 o'clock flight, all right? You get on the flight, and then you head towards Jersey or wherever your layover is. And by the time you get there to Jersey, remember, you get plus three hours because of time change. You have basically slept. So you get on the plane at 11. You have some drinks at the airport. Then you get on the plane. You have some drinks. And then you get on the flight and you sleep. And then you wake up and you've landed and it's six in the morning in Jersey. 
It's a pretty good strategy. Ready to take on the day. Uh, yeah, that's that's a solid approach. I don't fly a lot, so I, I don't, don't either. Yeah, I don't think about stuff like that, but makes sense. Makes sense. I'm not terrified to fly. I have no problems flying, but I don't fly a whole lot. Yeah, well, I'm you know kind of broke, so it's yeah, not like I'm planning trips all over the the globe here. Yeah, flying's a little expensive. I like to drive too. You know, me and the old pickup. You know, throw some jam bands on and just kind of ride the sunset. Have you ever taken a? Yes, you have. I already know you have taken a long road trip and, you know, define what long is. But I mean, last year is when you did like the loop, right? Yeah. You went down to. I went through Idaho, Montana and all over Washington and back to Oregon. Idaho, Montana, back Washington, Oregon. Yeah, I went deep Idaho and then uh, and then I went uh, to Glacier National Park. Nice. And, and then I swung in through Spokane, crossed all the way to Seattle, up the Olympic Peninsula, and back down. By the way, that was really hard to focus as Robbie Ray is getting lit right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> listen, we've got plenty of baseball to talk about, but I am curious. Is that the longest road trip you've ever been on? Um, Because yeah. I want to I see if I, if I got you beat. As far as, like, not sleeping at home? Right, because like, like destination A is however many miles, hours, days from destination B. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, like my first run was like nine and a half hours, but then it was three hours, and then four hours, and then five hours, and then two hours, and so forth. The most I've driven consecutively is driven personally is a little over eleven hours. Okay. In like one straight stretch. Like from my from my place to San Francisco is about 11 hours. And you can do it all in one day. There's no reason to not. It's just, it's kind of a B, but you can do it. Um, Yeah, me personally, shoot, driven up to Spokane a couple times. That's five and a half. Yeah, that's about as long. In Seattle, I know that's about three <clears throat> and a half, four. Uh, the longest I've been on a road trip for was from here and we packed up the Aerostar van. Oh baby. And we drove from here to Missouri. Oh, that's deep. That was my dad, my mom, <clears throat> me and two of my sisters. And you're basically driving as long as you can until you got to pull over and stay the night and then you wake up and do it again. Yep. Right? Yep. Find I- some, find some coas, some campsites, maybe a hotel if we're, you know, we're feeling really uh spendy that night. Yeah, I've never done it. Uh, I remember in 2016, my mom and I went to Cleveland. Wow, I'm I'm looking at pictures of Aerostars right now. What a 90s vehicle. <laughs> it's the most 90s van my ever. My lord. Uh, when my mom and I went to Cleveland in 2016 for the World Series, I so desperately wanted to drive. I wanted I, to drive all the way to Cleveland. And, and see, this also reminds me that um, our sales manager, uh, Ryan, he is in the middle of a move from Boston to here. And I want to say that he still has, if he hasn't already, yeah, he drove once already from Boston to here last week. And I think he still has one more of those trips with a U-Haul to do. See, at that point, you just pile up one big truck and you pay them to drive it. Yeah. Because they, I mean... They got insurance. They're covered. If they break anything, they're usually yeah. going to replace it. Don't, yeah. put, don't put that on you. I know. I mean, like, I just moved from North Portland to Canvas, and I was like, yeah, y'all going to do this. I'm <laughs> not going to do this. Yeah. There's, um, I mean, I, I, I'm i not moving anytime soon, but I am dreading 
the moment that that has to ha- has to happen because I don't want to make those multiple trips. Again, if you do the cross country, just load up one big ass U-Haul and take you know go, then I think you can do that. You can pull that off. I did that from Pullman to here uh, with with an ex. We moved from Pullman to a big Portland. old Mayflower truck or something. Yeah, we we got a big old U-Haul, <clears throat> and we had to tow my truck, and it took us six and a half seven hours. Mostly because when you have the truck on the back on one of those trailers, you can't. It says don't go over fifty five, and I was like. 55. It's like, yeah, I'm on 84. They, they got that warning <clears throat> in the U-Haul. I was like, 55? Like, 55? That's nothing. We're on 84. I'm going to go 70. Please. I got to like 62, and I thought I was going to flip the whole thing. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going 55. It's just <laughs> rattling. Yeah, yeah. The back is like fishtailing with the truck on it. I was like, okay, we're going to slow down for a moment. You get those winds along I-84, man. That'll, God, yeah, I That'll can imagine. rock your world. <laughs> you get a hood river. scary drive at some points. <laughs> Uh, in defense of Mike, it is impossible to sleep on a red eye. That's on the text line 503-250-1080. Uh, I disagree with that only because you clearly aren't drinking. You drink enough, you'll sleep anywhere. I mean, yeah, that applies for like all settings and situations. Yeah, there was a time. <clears throat> remember when it was super hot? When it was like buck fifteen? Yes. I was in my apartment and it was so hot that I couldn't sleep. How hot was it? It was so hot that I drove down here <clears throat> and started drinking and passed out on a couch because there was in, air conditioning. In this building? Yes, sir. Because <laughs> it was like 77 degrees in here. And I'd, I I was working the morning shift. I was working uh, dirt and sprague for swag. Oh, yeah. I don't blame <clears throat> you yeah, at so all it, for it was like I, I like went to bed at 9 on the couch in front of the AC unit. And woke up at 1130, and I was like, this is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and just got in the truck and drove down here and slept here for like five hours. I mean, I brought some brewskis to help me out, but. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. <clears throat> that that sounds like the proper move there. It worked out. We're still alive. Well, you know what, Patrick? <clears throat> I'm I'm looking forward tonight because it's uh, it's rare that we, we get some you and me time. It is rare we get you and just you and me. You and Mike get you and Mike time. Plus, you got the Sunday show. That's true. I get enough of Mike. Yeah. And we're playing ping pong more lately in the building, so I, I get my mic fixed. There you go. There you go. I want my Patrick fixed tonight. Oakley dokley. Well, that's what this is. It's me and Joe tonight holding down the hot corner. We're here till 9, so stick around for that. You can follow us on social media. Joe's on Twitter and Instagram at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There's the Beers on Us podcast. It's going to drop. Hopefully, we do something. We're a little out of the ordinary because Mike's gone, so I'm hoping to get my good buddy Brian Cook from Lombard House on the show. It's probably not going to be tomorrow, but hopefully we'll have something for the weekend for you guys, and it'll be just two buddies just getting together and just joshing about beer. Uh, Mariners and White Sox are on the tube right now. Bottom of seventh, six three White Sox. As Robbie Ray just gave a back to back dingers uh, as it's pouring down rain in Chicago right now. But we got a lot to get to, including some Stephen Kwan action, some pitchers being pulled a little prematurely, uh, and a little more of that. We got a ton of stuff to get into as baseball's a week into. So don't go anywhere. There's 503 250 1080. That is the text line. Get at us. We like it. Harass us. Get into it. We come back. What are we seeing so far? One week into baseball. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 717 Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the poop-filled Willamette right outside, at least for now. Uh, Mariners, Mariners definitely struggling. 6-3. We'll keep you updated on that, especially because Big M's guy over here. Um, <laughs> Dude, good for you. It's it's been it's been it's been a strange good for uh, you that you're happy and healthy. Yeah, it's been a strange uh, week and a half uh, or week, I guess, uh, watching baseball. Uh, simply because, yeah, things are thing thing things are different. Um, but hey, I'm happy. You're happy and healthy. At least I just tell myself that I'm happy. <laughs> you're happy. I promise, I'm happy. Not me. Not that you ever care to ask. Well, Joe, I mean, you know the situation here. Oh, I do. You know what's going on. <clears throat> and I remember I remember talking to John like a year ago or two years ago, and I asked him point blank. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I said, hey, John, this has got to be kind of a, a cool spot to be. And he's like, what? No, not at all. And I go, well, just hear me out. You being the diehard fan that you are, you know the minor league system. You see what's going on. There's got to be a little bit of excitement watching a team start from scratch. Now, it helps if you have decent ownership, a good GM, and good scouts that draft well. But assuming you have all those, it's got to be. Like, imagine if you're a diehard Blue Jay fan right now. you got to be like, holy S. Or an Astros fan in 2013. You were like, this team is garbage. And And in 15 or in 17, you win a World Series. Like, that's got to be kind of cool. Do you feel that way as an Oriole fan? It definitely was like uh, when they went on their, you know, run, I think it was like 2012, 2013, something like that. It was satisfying as hell. Like, you you sit and languish through so many poor seasons that once you have that team, and again, this is different because, again, this is like year one for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, it's just like kind of the feel of the team. Like, if you went into year one with the Mariners right now and they were like pulling in Oakland or Cincinnati and rebuilding, right? I don't know if you'd have that <clears throat> same vibe at all. I mean, it definitely helps that I'm walking into the Mariners and like and there's some the beginning of the window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so, but, um, and that's why it's like with the Orioles, you know, in a couple years, it could have that feeling too. Like, all right, finally, we've gone through these hundred loss seasons now for mm-hmm. four or five seasons. Like, 
this is that time. Like this is where that window has mm-hmm. opened a little bit more. Um, so I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think it'd be I think it'd be kind of cool to be a Tigers fan right now. <laughs> on honestly, just like watching that team grow, you sign yes. some free agents and yeah, you're like, it, oh, okay. It just cracks me up because I don't know if you saw their stadium today. No. Just you you would just think that there bone. was some sort of COVID restrictions <laughs> for that stadium. It was just like nobody there. Pulled up the attendance and it said, Oh yeah, there's ten thousand people. I was like, You're like no, BS. Yeah. yeah, just because no, season ticket holders didn't show up doesn't mean there's ten thousand people there. No. But yes, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> it's like when you have more hope because of what is just on the horizon. Uh, again, like, you know, the brother-in-law asked me last week, he's like, what are your expect- expectations for the Orioles? I'm like, well, I mean, when you have to play the AL East, you know. Which is a beast right now. 70-something times in a season, you're probably going to lose 50 of those, mm-hmm. you know, at least. Um, I was like, but, you know, plenty of prospects. I was like, I'm sure there will be four to five of them called up, and then next year they'll have a you know some service time under their belt. Fingers crossed for next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I did this as a Cleveland fan for a long time. In two thousand in two thousand seven, we're two outs away from the World Series, and you're like, oh man, here we go. And then in two thousand nine, you suck. Yeah, and you're like, oof. But Cleveland was never in a full rebuild. Cleveland Cleveland has a great minor league system. They've always drafted really well, especially in pitching prospects. And so it was one of those things that you're kind of like, okay, now I'm just now I just want to see the kids. Show me the kids. You're right. And then, you know, 2016 comes around, you're like, holy yes, we're in the World Series. Okay, it pays off. So you do get that a little bit, but unfortunately in baseball, not everything, not every organization is run that way. So let me ask you, Joe, in the first week of baseball, what is the first thing I I say, hey, Joe, baseball's back. What do you think? Um, just me personally, I'm like, hey, you're watching baseball again. That's what I figured. Uh, That's what and, I think everybody kind of is because the lockout. Yeah, and not, I mean, and that is the obvious reason. Like, hey, dude, you're watching baseball. But me personally, I told you guys going into the season, it was like a goal of mine to not let the Orioles <clears throat> bog me down and just be like, well, all right, I want to watch baseball. Well, the Orioles are playing. Okay, well, they're losing thirteen to two. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really want to want to watch them. Well, I don't want to watch baseball. <laughs> whatever baseball's stupid like it's just hard to get yourself kind of psyched about a sport when your team sucks right but this year i signed up for the fantasy league that right. we're in and i was like that that will get my attention more on baseball because i know more of the players like i signed up for fantasy hockey this year and i'm like like it's like trying to hit a pinata i'm just swinging <laughs> trying to hit something like oh, okay that worked all right let's feel this out with baseball, I have a understanding of good players on teams. Pit, like, I have, you know, a good base knowledge of the sport and what's happening. So being able to jump into fantasy, I can kind of pick up the pieces along the way and, again, watch the game and see what's happening, keep notes of who's doing great, who's sucking, who do I need to drop, add, who's already added a player who I thought I could get, like Stephen Kwan. And so just me personally, the fact that I'm not just watching baseball, but watching baseball more in the first week of the season than I feel like I've done in a long time. And I think I think like one of the I think one of the big things that I've been looking for is kind of those funny kitschy stories. You know, Sean Murphy got beamed on his buttocks, you know, and it like went viral. And I was like, Oh, okay. Travis Darno got hit. <laughs> 
by D. Gordon, a position player on the mound for the Nationals, a washed-up, steroid-using position player on the mound, threw the most garbage curveball you've ever seen, and it hit Travis Darno, and he fell over on the ground and like he was dying. And I thought that was hilarious. We we could almost spend a whole segment on that. <laughs> you know, like, but it's like that's kind of what I, I've been looking at. Like, you can watch some games. Like like I've been watching Mariner games, and yesterday was a really close game. Uh, it got 3-2 in the bottom of the ninth with Hendricks on the mound. And he closed it out, and the White Sox won, and Hendricks was all pumped and jazzed. And sure, that's the competition part, and that's what you really want to see with baseball. But I've been kind of watching some of that goofy stuff. Like somebody hits a home, like a Vladdy Jr. today who just went postal on the Yankees. That double he hit, he was more jacked about that double he hit than any of the three home runs. Because on second, he's looking at the base, and he's yelling in Spanish like something, and he's like hitting his arms and hitting his chest, and he's just jacked, and it's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. And like a very Randy Macho <laughs> Man Savage kind of, ooh, yeah. Just like, uh, you know, baseball's back. Yeah, uh, I think that the less, and we'll get into it in a later segment, but the less like, and it's been a problem with baseball forever, the how pretentious it can be sometimes mm-hmm. and about itself. and it can be like, a little elitist. Yeah, and after, like, Vlad hit that second, I want to say it was the second home run today, like, they had the home run jacket. Like, so before he even walks into the dugout, he's still out on the field, basically, and they're putting this, like, home run jacket on him. Dude, he's got chains. Bo Bichette has a chain that's dangling <laughs> down to his belt buckle, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is, I was like, that's some flair. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, that's some swag in baseball that, like, is needed. Like, mm-hmm. it is competition. It's competitive. Let's have some fun. Like, when a team is getting blown out and a dude gets hit by a 50-mile-per-hour pitch and doesn't move out of the way and just takes it. And, and falls <laughs> over. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could, like totally see some guy somewhere like oh well that's just he could have gotten dramatic, out of the way uh, what, what is he that's, so you're getting blown out as position player on the mound yeah come on have some respect <laughs> for the game yeah exactly but dude that was hilarious it's great there there's moment like you need to lighten it's basically it's baseball needs to lighten up a little bit mm-hmm. and that when you have those moments like uh who's uh said not jose ramirez um jesus uh first baseman for the marlins uh, uh, he used to be uh, on the Brewers. It's totally spacing me right now. Jesus Aguilar. Yes. He is he's one, a big boy. Dude, he's a big boy, but he's hilarious. Yeah. Like, a guy will hit a single and be on first base, and he's, like, trying to, like, steal his signs card, like, out of his pocket or out of his, like, little play caller sheet on his wristband or something like that. Like, totally just like, dude, we're here for 162 of these. Like, let's just, you know, and I'm on the Marlins, so Joey I'm going Vod- to have some fun with this. Joey Votto's mic'd up. And he turns to uh, Ozzy Albies and he's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about getting a diamond in my tooth. What do you think about that? And Ozzy's just like, whoa, dude. Like, hey, if that's what you want to do, man, go for it. And he's like, okay, you think it's a good idea? And Ozzy's like, uh, whatever, dude. And Joey's like, oh, sweet. See, that? that's great. Joey's like, hey, we were building a contender. And I was like, maybe I'll make the playoffs in the end of my year because they'll trade anyone in Cincinnati except for Joey Votto. Yeah. And then they trade everyone away. And he's just kind of like, well, I guess I'm just going to make money and laugh and play baseball. Yeah. Ozzy, should I get a diamond in my tooth? <laughs> and that's the thing is there's guys that have perspective. I mean, everybody's different. They approach the game different. I mean, you hear hear the stuff with Freddie Freeman and Ronald Acuna right, right. over the last week. <clears throat> and, 
you got to play it basically an old white dude's way versus, you know, well, I'm coming from the Dominican and yeah. we like a little bit more flair. You look at I Garrett know. Cole tonight and he's just angry and mad. It's like, dude, you have like 25 more of these yeah, like, starts you, this year. Yeah, and you, know? you make like 1.2 a start. Like, <laughs> chill out, bro. Yeah, I mean, the more that baseball <clears throat> can, um, again, just be less pretentious, lighten up, have a bit more fun, realize it is a game. This is like part of the problem that I have with like the NBA sometimes is I've had like the running line where I'm just like, I don't think there's ever been an NBA player that's ever smiled in the history of the game. Right. Like in the game before, after it's just like, I'm so serious it's locked in. I mean, if you saw the <clears throat> Timberwolves celebration last night, then you would think <laughs> otherwise, but. but that's what I mean. It could use a little more like that. Nobody likes Patrick Beverly. Everybody hates that guy, but he was running around middle fingers in the air <laughs> Telling everybody in the world that wanted to listen, yeah. yeah, what's up? I hate every single one of you. And if you're the Clippers, doubles extra to you. Yep. That's great. Baseball's back, baby. I love it. Uh, when we come back, there's some trends, though, that I've already seen early that I don't know how soon they're going to change. And it was highlighted today by a bona fide first bout Hall of Famer and his performance today. We'll get into that in the next half hour here. This is the Hot Corner, but first there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven thirty-six. Here we are, Portland sports leader. Me and Joe in the house as Mike is headed to Pasova, Pasover, Joyzy. I legitimately thought that was like a town for a second. Pasova. <laughs> like what? Mike's all fancy. He's going to Pasova. He's from Teaneck. Teaneck. What the hell is Pasova? <laughs> He's headed there, so it's me and Joe holding it down. <clears throat> and Joe, it was. Uh, I wanted to get into this. Uh, we were talking a little bit about kind of initial reactions to the major league season. And I, I, I kind of know, I mean, I, I don't want to sound, you know, uneducated here or, or not aware of what's going on and that this makes sense for this early in the season, but I actually think this will probably be a trend throughout the entire year due to a shortened uh, spring training. It is, it is no surprise that, Pitchers have short leashes right now. But I'm looking at the, I was looking at this from a fantasy perspective. Um, and fantasy doesn't always truly reflect what's going on in the game. But one thing that I am very strong at when it comes to fantasy is getting quality starts out of my pitchers. And I looked and I realized my friend in both of my leagues that are starting pitcher heavy on both teams, I have zero recorded quality starts. And part of that, a lot of it, as I just said, is because there was a shortened spring training and guys don't want to blow their arm out by throwing too much and managers are going to be cautious. But it has me concerned that this is going to be a trend throughout the year. Bullpens are deeper. Those added roster spots are going to be for relievers as your bench doesn't need to get really big. And I'm currently looking at all the people that have quality starts in Major League Baseball. And there's a few of them that you know their name, but there's a lot of them that you don't know their name. And the best pitchers in the game 
don't have quality starts. Shane Bieber's pitched twice, and he's been pulled in the fifth both times. Max Scherzer, he's got a quality start, but he was pulled in, in another start. You're looking at guys with quality starts like Kyle Wright and Joe Musgrove and Alex Manoa. Matt Manning. Matt Manning. Matt Manning. I mean, there's a good eclectic mix of, you know, some big names, but also like, okay, you've had a quality start? All right, I I guess. And so it's something that I was a little bit concerned about, and I was thinking about it like, oh, this could be a good talking point. Uh, to bring to the hot corner this week. And then I watched the Dodgers game this morning. And for the first time in the history of Major League Baseball, a pitcher with a perfect game and 80 pitches or less was pulled from the game. And that was Clayton Kershaw. And I was absolutely shocked by it. I was sitting there at work, working on my stuff, and I got up and went into the brewery to go find one of my coworkers who is a big baseball guy. And I said, Hey man, Clayton Kershaw has not allowed a runner on base. If you catch my drift and he just got it out of the seventh and he went, Ooh, okay. Cause you know, you don't talk about it. And he goes, Ooh, okay. So he comes out we're standing there waiting to watch the eighth and the ninth inning. And who comes out of the dugout? Not Clayton Kershaw. Cause Dave Roberts pulled him and I'm sitting there going, the hell's wrong with you? This guy's a bona fide first ball Hall of Famer, sure, and a no-hitter doesn't mean anything. He's already got one of those. But, like, let the man have a perfect game, and it got me thinking. I am very concerned that pitchers are not going to go the distance this year. They're not going to have complete games. I worry none of them are going to pitch into the seventh. That it's like, you get me through five innings, and I'm into the bullpen. It's like the Tampa Bay Ray model. And I'm worried that that's where we're headed, and I don't know if I like it. Well, Patrick, um, as an expert on uh, finishing things prematurely, I can definitely speak on this uh, subject very, very well. Doesn't have a huge load either. No, no, I don't. Um, it, it's pretty like ridiculous. I think that Clayton Kershaw, after the game, he says like, "No, that's selfish. Those are you know records, like whatever." Was the right you know? move for the team. We're, you can blame it on the lockout. We're trying to win a game. Y- Immediately after he was pulled and the Dodgers went up to bat next, they scored like three extra runs and were up six nothing. It's like, all right, well So before his uh the reliever even came in, they had a six nothing lead. It's like run him back out. I mean, you it's you if you ha- run him back out and he gives up a hit and it's over and then pull him. Yeah. What what's the harm in that? No, I, he's got a pitch count. We got to be careful. And this is kind of what you were talking about last segment. We're trying this, to win a game here. Yeah, this, this is where you lose it. You are so close. Clayton Kershaw, whether you're a Dodger fan or not, I'm sitting at the, I'm, I'm standing there, and there's a guy sitting at the bar today at work. <clears throat> he's got a Giants hat on. He looks at my Mariner hat, and he's like, you'd look better in a Giants hat. And I looked at him like, you'd look better if you shut up. But... Uh, <laughs> But it was one of those things. What did you say to me? <laughs> what did you say, boy? <laughs> and uh, it was one of those things. I was like, man, Kershaw, Kershaw's dealing right now. He's at, he's at 80 pitches going into the eighth. Let's go. I can't wait to watch this. And even that guy was like, all right, I'll watch this. Okay, I'll see. It. I mean, I hate Kershaw, but I'll watch this. And there's baseball doing baseball things. 
And uh, how I, great would it be? Like we see this all the time. Like no hitters early in the season. Somebody you've never heard of throws a no hitter early in the season. You're like, okay, that's cool. But if Clayton Kershaw shows up today, one week into the season, less than one week, and throws a perfect game. You don't think that the national media is going to go bonkers about that? But no, here we are talking about why was he pulled from the game? Why isn't he allowed to pitch? Baseball's not fun. And I'm just, I don't um, want to do this again. Well, I'm right there with you, bud. I mean, Dave Roberts, it was um, to go along with your never has a player gotten pulled in a perfect game situation with only 80 pitches or whatever. It's, the second time ever since 19-oh-something, I got to find the stat because it was basically two times that this has happened, and it was today, and it was with Rich Hill back in 2016, mm. and both times it was Dave Roberts as the manager. Oh, ew, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I have the best team in baseball, and I've only got one World Series for it. <laughs> uh, Je- Jeff Passan had a good tweet about this. I saw it. I saw this. It, yeah. If it's a no-hitter, whatever. Yank him. Clay Curtin, uh, Clay, Clayton Kershaw has thrown a no-hitter before. But there have been more than 220,000 games in MLB history. There have been 23 perfect games. Should be 24, but it's 23. Everything, it should be 24. I know what you're talking about there, yep. bud. Everything, especially a, pin, a pitch count of 80, is lining up to at least let Kershaw try. You cannot pull him. You can't pull him. You can't pull him. You can't at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. And only because Clayton Kershaw is old man Clayton Kershaw is he like, yeah, whatever, dude. I make millions of dollars. It's probably my last season. I want a ring. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I don't really care. But you you telling me, like, I would love to see Buck Showalter go out there in the in the in the dugout in between the seventh and eighth inning. Look at Max Scherzer, who's at 80 pitches in a perfect game and say, we're going to pull you. Max Scherzer would punch him in the face. And I really, really wish Clayton Kershaw would have done that. Yeah, I mean, here's a, you know, a post from Reddit, but it it shines light on this. It's like, sometimes I really hate analytics-driven baseball. Instead of having a performance that would have had an argument for the greatest single-season start in history, it's just looking like a ho-hum early April win. Effing Roberts, let the people see history. I love this text, 503-250-1080. If I was a Dodgers fan, I'd leave the park if they pulled a perfect game pitcher out in the eighth. Well, dude, and, and so this was in <clears throat> Minnesota, right? Is it uh, Target Field? Yes. The fans there were booing when the relief pitcher was coming out for the Dodgers. If I'm a like, Twins <laughs> fan, I would have th- – there's I'm, no way you can get me to leave that place. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that my team's <laughs> getting no hit and perfect game, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and watch this. Well, I, and I'm sure so- – <laughs> You know, a very small um, uh, point on this is that, like, I'm sure that the target field is like, dude, we can squeeze out another two innings of concessions here <laughs> and get some more merch out the door, you know? There's like, nobody here. Open the bars. Yeah, exactly. Get flowing. Yeah, but as soon as, I mean, that stadium had to have cleared out once they saw oh. that other the relief pitcher come out. The oh, you twins are down 6 nothing. You boo it, and then you get up and leave. Yeah, exactly. I would. I'm sure they're, no, stay. The Twins can come back, please. No, no, I don't care if they do. I'm out of here. I like this text, too, from Deal. It's like pulling Lillard after the third with 75 points. <laughs> like, that's the truth. Like, no one's ever scored 100. Like, give the man a chance, you know? 
He's at 80 pitches. Uh, he's got a minute limit. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, it's early in the season. You know, Only 30 minutes. Trying, trying to win a championship here. We're trying to look out for the oblique injury. Yeah, you know, we, we want to make sure these players are taken care of. Don't 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 mind the fact that uh, Trevor Bauer is just sitting back there uh, for no reason. But uh, we want to make sure we take care of these players. Yeah, that's just um, that, that's old. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny. It's not even old man baseball. It's like that. That is the analytics. It's just like. I mean, I don't get what goes in. I mean, how many players on the Dodgers are sitting there like, dude, I would have kept him in. Like, oh, I would have let him. I'm like, well, what, what's Doc doing? I'm like, dude, let him write it out. Like, let, let's see if he can do it. I feel like. Or are all the players, all Dodgers, like, good good choice, Dave. Yeah. That's a smart move. Guys, we're trying to win a ring here. Yeah, it's like. I got to pull him now. Bro. If this is. Game. I mean, even if you're in the World Series or the NLCS and you're in this situation, no. I still have a very hard time telling me, like, well, no, I get it. You Especially know, if you get those insurance runs. You want to get a, get that, back out there. Well, and that's what I kind of wonder, too, is, like, does that decision from, like, hey, we're pulling him and we're having a relief pitcher come in, does that happen immediately? Like, do you have to get that into the umpire's right after Kershaw finishes the seventh or I mean as far as baseball goes that's pretty I mean that's a decision that you inform the umpires of when that half of the inning is starting yeah it's not like they pulled him and told the umpires like hey Kershaw's done we're throwing in another guy and then they scored three runs you can go yeah you can go and say no we're actually going to keep him in yeah I mean like they scored the three runs and then they're like hey relief pitchers coming in new pitcher for a dot it's like you you could have done it dude. I imagine the umpires just looking at him he's like you, you sure? sure you sure you <laughs> sure like, okay okay I mean, I, mean I've, I would have loved to call a perfect game but you know f me too guess you're not just screwing him over you're screwing us all over uh, when we come back, uh, this got me thinking about... Ah, I got the stat. Sorry. Uh, since 1901, only two pitchers have been pulled after seven-plus perfect innings. Rich Hill in 2016, Clayton Kershaw in 2022. Absolutely ridiculous. Both by Dave Roberts. Yep. Shocker, I tell you. Absolute shocker. He seems like a great guy, <clears throat> nice dude. But, man, is he an infuriating manager? <laughs> Absolutely infuriating. I can't stand him. He, I, I, I think I hate him more than Aaron Boone, and that's wild to say. Uh, when we come back, uh, this spawned a little thing. It'll be a quick one. It spawned, uh, it's it's time for a little story. Let's do we'll, it. We'll take you down a little bit of memory lane. Love it. Uh, as we're talking about perfect games. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner Fisher and Harris edition. 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Joe, I want to tell you a little story about August 15th, 2012. Ah, dude, I dropped the ball on this. It's all right. I'm not worried about it. I'm ashamed. Mariners lose to the White Sox 6-4. Well, we can at least, you know, have this. Ooh, hey. Just, just background music. What's up, baby? It's story time. And I hit a four-banger. Remember now. See, yeah, Remember now. It's one of my favorite opens. My fiance loves it when I talk to her that way. Yeah, she. I'm like, hey, baby, I just got home from work, and you don't understand what the kind of crazy day I had, but Where? I'll tell you what, I'm so glad to be home with you. Where's my martini? <laughs> Get back in the kitchen. 
matter what those guys really were. They got uh, home and they were like, all right, a great day at the ballpark, honey. Now, where's my food? Where's my meatloaf and cigar? Uh, but, but seeing Kershaw get pulled today, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm totally like looking at the clock and realizing we don't have a ton of time. This is going to help me. Um, but, Joe, I don't know if you realize this, but the last perfect game was thrown on August 15th of 2012. I know where I was when that happened. I think a lot of us do. It's one of the I didn't cool- watch it, but I do know where I was when it I, happened. I randomly watched the entire game. It was one of those things that I was just like, oh, I got nothing to do today. I'm going to watch this game. And I know a bunch of people that were at it because it's a local thing. Nine innings, 12 strikeouts, no walks, no runs. Felix Hernandez, the king, the last perfect game in Major League Baseball history. And I'll tell you what, Mariner fans love that this is still a thing. It's almost like the 72 Dolphins, you know, the 72 Dolphins. They pop that champagne every time somebody loses the last undefeated team loses a game. I feel like today when Felix was sitting at home watching, because I'm sure he's uh, maybe he's not watching baseball, but I, I like to think the guy loves baseball. He's watching this. He's like, they're pulling Kershaw. Baby, give me the cigars. It's time for cigars. <laughs> Where's my martini? <laughs> Where's my martini? And uh, I feel like Mariner fans should start doing the same thing. Anytime somebody loses a perfect game, you should go smoke a cigar and pop some champagne. Well, you got to celebrate something, right? And it's one of those things. And, and, and that's why, you know, as I am a new adopted Mariner fan, you know, I... We were talking about it last week, you know, oh, if you're a new fan, you know, who's your favorite player of all time? And, you know, I think my favorite Mariner of all time is, oh, goodness, I don't know, maybe Edgar Martinez. I do like that man. I grew up loving Joey Cora, but the kid is the kid. Uh, Felix Felix Hernandez was something absolutely filthy, and he continues to hold the, he continues to hold the trident as I will say, of the last pitcher in Major League Baseball history to throw a perfect game. Well, it's just wild to think how, I mean, that's, yeah, we're going on 10 years of that. Yeah. Did you know it was the... I was a young 20-year-old trying to make my way, trying to find a place to live down in Eugene. Mm-hmm. going to be starting school in the, the the next September. 2012, I was living in Pullman, Washington. I don't know if I even had the idea of a... Young medium Joe being in this world. <laughs> I was sitting in, I think it was a Sherry's down in Eugene. They're looking at apartments and houses, and I check my phone, get the notification. Holy hell. And my girlfriend at the time, she had no sports, anything. You know, she likes basketball. She likes basketball, but other than that, just nothing. Here are some fun stats to throw your way. <clears throat> uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were the team that day that were. Uh, Perfect gamed. Uh, Joe Madden was the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays at the time. So wait, the Mar- this was against Felix. Yeah, Mariners Rays, a gotcha. 1-0 ball game, which is the most Felix Hernandez Mariner sounds, tenure I've ever uh, heard in my sounds life. Sounds like a very uh, Mariners uh, score. Right Mariners there. scored a run in the third, and then squad douche after that, five hits in the whole game. Uh, it is the third time the Tampa Bay Rays had been on the receiving end of a perfect game in four seasons. Dallas Braden in 2010 and Mark Burley in 2009. 
I mean, that's got to be the most against. Ha- well, I think the Padres might be. Uh, the Padres might be the most no hit. Uh, but another one that I think is really wild, considering there's only 23 of these. 23. 20. What, what did Passon say? 22,000 games. Yeah, 220,000. 220,000 games in Major League Baseball history, and there's only been 23. This was the third perfect game that year. That's not. That can't be right. It says it right here. Third perfect game of the 2012 Major League season. Philip Humber and Matt King. Philip Humber. Dude, look at his baseball reference page. I've done it before. It is. It's not great. It's not. But he was on. I mean, Dallas Braden has one, and it just is what it is. I don't even remember Dallas Braden for a perfect game. He threw it on Mother's Day with his mom in the stands. Uh, I just remember him for getting mad at A-Rod for uh, going from first to the dugout and crossing over the pitcher's mound. That's what I remember him for. I don't even remember him for a perfect game. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. April 21st, 2012. June 13th, 2012. August 15th, 2012. And what's interesting is Philip Humber threw that game, that perfect game that year, against the Mariners. Baseball, man. Baseball, baby. I remember that Matt Kane won that year, too. I want to say um, center fielder, whoever it was for the Giants, had to lay out, go full-blown Willie Mays, like dive for the third out in the eighth inning to keep the perfect game going. Yeah. God, the Mark is, Burley one was great. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? Three in a season. Three in a season. There was 20 going into the 2012 season. There was three that year, and we haven't seen one since. Because Clayton Kershaw got pulled in the eighth. Well, Otherwise, we would have seen one. Mark today. Burley, 09, Braden, and Halliday in 2010, and then three in 2012. So basically, in a nine, ten, in a four year span, we had six perfect games. And if I'm not mistaken, the one before that is David Wells. Uh, Are you looking at perfect games? Yeah, before Mark Burley, it was uh, Randy Johnson. Ooh. In 04. Okay. Arizona. David Cohn, 1999. Ah, Cohn is after Wells. Yes. It Wells was is 98. Year, yep. Year after David Wells. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's a little history on perfect games. It it, it kills me that there isn't a 24th. I know. Because of, what was it, a called third strike rule? No, he was called out at first, and he was not out at first. Oh, well, in that case... See, he was called safe at first, and now, he was out. And the I, instant replay wasn't around. I thought you were earlier talking about John Means last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about the kid in Detroit when Joe West screwed it up. Yeah. Well, then there should be 25. The imperfect game. Yeah. The um, God, spacing his <clears throat> name Gallardo or Gallardo, something or, like that, dude. Yeah. I mean, this happens all the time. There's Philip Humber has a perfect game. Damn it, John Means should have had one last year. <laughs> A called third strike doesn't count. Well, congratulations, Mariner fans. You can rejoice as Felix still has the last perfect game. And that is story time. We come back. There's a lot I get into. Show me the Quan. You know the Quan? You remember the Quan? Hit the Quan. Hit the Quan. Like, this is a real, real effing deal right now. We'll do that next. Loaded second hour. Hot corner. 1080 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.